Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cool, 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 Cool Down. And it's definitely a cool down tonight because Bro. it's flipping cold. It's flipping cold outside. It is flipping freezing outside. Nick, I don't even know how he, he's there right now. He's probably got a, a little heater there by 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 his desk. Uh, but how are you guys doing? Wonga, how are you doing? Ah, no, doing so, 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 so well today. Um, it was a good, good weekend, good weekend for me. Got uh, Vinicius making things so much better on the ER. No, that was, that was, that was very good. So, yeah, I can't, I, I can't complain, man. <laughs> uh, Nick, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Just trying to keep warm. Uh, just got mm. back from Pretoria. My feet are frozen, but uh, we'll survive. We'll survive. We're here to to talk about a a good weekend of football uh, in general. Not so good for Claudio, but uh, good for people to to sort of enjoy. So yeah, yeah, Nick, and also you, you, you guys, you guys got a three-one victory on the weekend. So um, obviously, I think as 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 the playoffs go, we probably will touch on it at some point in time. But yeah, I saw that you guys did get a three-one victory, which is which is great, uh, Claudio. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Any sort of hangover of you know sadness or I don't know which one is it? Um, oh, I'm happy. I'm good now. I'm good now. I don't think straight after the game I wasn't very good, but I'm very good now. Um, also, it's it's it, I'm find it very funny to see the smile on Wonga's face and all the noise you were making over the weekend. So that's a sign that my team's doing all right. The fact you're getting so excited about these sort of things. No, no, definitely, 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 man, definitely. And I think you know, um, yeah, man, a team success obviously will will, will get a lot of um, um, hate from rivals, you know. So I think, um, yeah, it's only fair, you know. What I mean, um, good, yeah, good, good evening to to Louis there in the in the comment section. Thanks, thanks for tuning in as always, guys. But yeah, guys, if you are watching the show, please do comment, throw a comment there, guys. Whatever you guys think about. Uh, the weekend's football, especially, you know, we've had the Champions League uh, final, the UEFA Champions League final, the CAF Champions League final, and also we had Nottingham Forest also getting promoted, guys. So just put in your comments, guys, as we go along through, uh, during the show, guys. So, you know, without further ado, we are going to start uh, with scenes in Paris. Uh, Real Madrid have now won their 14th Champions League title, um, you know, which is, which is double. Uh, the next best, uh, the next best team. So that's that that that's 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 quite impressive, you know. And I think we're gonna start it from the angle of Real Madrid first, and then we're gonna go into the Liverpool uh, side of things first. So um, I think you know, let me let me let me go to 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 Wonga uh, because uh, Vinicius obviously scored the winning goal, and and I know Wonga's predictions was a three-two victory to Real Madrid. Um, so Wonga, what, what do you think of Real Madrid's performance on the day? Um, and just them obviously winning their fourteenth uh, trophy. Yeah, look, it, it, it was good. Um, I think uh, I think in the end, you you you, you said Thibaut Courtois did his job um, very well. Uh, he's he kept he kept it clean from Madrid, and I mean it, it, that actually gave them um, the opportunity to actually win the game because now Madrid go there and they score one goal. I think they had, I mean, a fair amount of chances, but yeah, Liverpool definitely had the more uh, more chances, uh, the better chances, you would say. Um, judging by the way uh, Thibaut Courtois say, saves the ball, 
I mean, the, the amount of times Thibaut Courtois says it, but um, yeah, I mean, Madrid winning uh, winning it the way they, they did it. And I, and I thought, like I, I said before, I honestly don't know how they were going to do it, um, but I just felt that Madrid were going to win it. And that's why I said 3-2. I didn't even know if they were going to score many goals if they weren't, just gave a scoreline for for that second day. He literally did it again. Ancelotti, I don't know how he did it, but they, they got through it. Not to say they played poorly, I think they did uh, have moments where they where, where they did put Liverpool under a lot of pressure, and I mean that's why that's where they got their goal from. But yeah, um, in the end they won it, and yo, hey, kept things nice and you know nice and easy towards the end of the season, like a true cool down, true cool down. <laughs> <laughs> and Wong, Wong, um, you know, I, I watched back, I watched back uh, the show that you guys had on Thursday, and I know one of the comments that you made was that, you know, that if the only way Real Madrid were going to win is if they score first. You know, yep. you didn't see them winning if Liverpool had scored first. And that's a, that's a comment that you made. And, and obviously, stay true. The fact that you know, they scored first and, and they're the ones who, 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 got, who got the result on, on, on you know, the end. Um, but no, Nick, uh, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on the final itself? You know, I think, yeah, Liverpool obviously had more shots on targets than, 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 than Madrid. But... You know, they couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch much of the game. Um, we were very, very busy here. We had about 200 people watching watching the game. I was highly disappointed because uh, 75% of the bar left after the game because they were all supporting Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I was, I was rooting for Liverpool uh, from a business perspective. But... <laughs> You know, I was just obviously looking at it. Uh, I, I saw the highlights, and and as as Wangas mentioned, you know, Thibaut Gotoa, man of the match. Um, you know, on another day, you know, on another day, Liverpool go on and and win that game comfortably. Um, I think Ancelotti has proven similar to like a, you know, like a Jose Mourinho. You know, he can win finals. It doesn't necessarily have to be the best team to lift the trophy, and uh, he's proven that he's still one of the goats of managers um, of all time, you know, um, you know, he will, he, he's, he's, he's delivered another trophy for, for Real Madrid. And, you know, they've, he's, he's in fact, he's actually put Spain or the Spanish league back on the map. Um, yeah. Because if another English team went and won it, you know, it was going to be a long, uh, a long road for, for the Spanish teams to, to try and challenge again. So, well done to Real Madrid. I think it was a little bit disappointing, especially, you know, going from um, the, the sort of hype of potentially winning a quadruple from Liverpool to, to you know, unfortunately losing that, that uh, title to Man City in the, in the fashion that they did. And then to lose the the game against um, to lose the game against to uh, Real Madrid in the end was was unfortunate. So, yeah. Um, but you know this is football. Uh, this is why we love it. The the best teams don't always win. So yeah, well done but, to Real Madrid. And Silo, just to just to add a little bit there to what uh, Nicky's saying. I mean, uh, looking at Madrid's. Uh, yeah, we know. We all say that you know it's not really the, the it's not the best Madrid team. We that's, we can agree on that. Um, Let's, in terms of, let's say, uh, names. But Madrid have knocked out, they took out PSG. I think, um, you guys will correct me if I'm wrong, it was the, from the last 16. I mean, they've taken out, uh, they've taken out a PSG, they've taken out the Chelsea, they've taken out, uh, Man City, City. And then they've taken out, and they've taken out, um, Liverpool. Those, those four 
or the other four teams that if they said five, if they said there were four teams to win it, those would have been the four. And Madrid would yeah. have been included in those four, you know. And Madrid have taken them all out. All, all. And scored six against City. So, uh, you, yeah, I think Madrid, if you look at it like from there, they're definitely well deserved. Uh, they, they, had, they had the toughest route to get there and they, and they, they took it nicely. Um, I just want to, I just want to acknowledge Sam in the comment section. Um, how are you doing, Sam? Thanks, thanks for, thanks for your comments there. Uh, I won't forget your name. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, I see you, I see, you, I recognize you. Um, and then yeah, there's Warren as well. Warren as well in the comments. Uh, okay. Uh, Madrid and United clearly train their keepers with the same people behind the scenes. Um, they have the same. They they both used to play for Atletico Madrid, so the training they got it there at Atletico Madrid. So. That's that. That's what happened there. But yeah, coming to now, the, our Liverpool fan on 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 obviously on the show. I think I need to obviously get his perspective on yeah. you know, from a Liverpool perspective. Perspective, what could have been you know done better in terms of in terms of the game and also some of the defensive um, frailties from 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 a Liverpool standpoint in terms of a, a VVD and a, and a Trent. Um, Claudio, what were your thoughts of, of the game in general? And you as a Liverpool fan, your feeling after the game and during the game? Did you think? Did you always have the hope that you guys could get an equaliser at some point in time, or, or, or what were your thoughts there? Or you just thought you guys could play for 180 minutes and you could never score past the keeper because you're just having a blinder? Yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotions. I think just the, the delayed kickoff was was yeah. one of the things that already set something off, and I was like, well, this is unusual. This is something for the players to pretty much contend with as well. I mean, obviously, a lot of drama happening outside of the stadium, and that's a whole other topic. A topic. I think the, the French Prime Minister has come out now saying it's Klopp's fault, which is ridiculous. Um, they had one sort of – they had one funnel – where they funneled in 35 or 25,000 Liverpool fans, where three people were checking people for tickets, and then they had two turnstiles for people coming in, plus all the Liverpool fans were getting pickpocketed, tickets were getting stolen, and people jumping the fences, tear gas, etc. So that delay happened. And whether or not you know if the players are knowing that what is happening outside is affecting them, whether or not that's the case, that's something mm. to contend with. But both sets of players were delayed, and that always uh, affects the mental psyche of, of players. And I think... Even before the game started, I was looking at Mane's face and Salah's face. And Mane, Mane looked a bit um, like he was soaking it in. But it, it looked like it was a really, really big uh, occasion for him. And it was quite interesting for me. I was, I was thinking this is the fourth final, technically third final. It's, it's the last cup of the season. They've, they've been pretty much battle-worn. They should be comfortable with going into this. But it looked like it was a huge deal for them. Um, that was off the bat. And then as the game went on, it was fairly comfortable for Liverpool. It was like, it was me watching my side going, wow, this is, my team is the best team here. They're in this final. They're going to they're gonna walk away with this. And there were some fantastic moments. And I think that money chance, I'm talking a lot about money and we're going to talk a lot about him later. But the money chance was the one that stands out for me because he's completely isolated by three players. He creates the space. And as he hits it, I'm running across the room. I'm, my, he- my hands are like pumping in the air. I'm like, this is a guaranteed goal. And that save, when I saw that save, that's when I went, holy shit, we're going to be in for this. And as the game went on, obviously that incident towards the end of the second half with Benzema, and I think that's, that's where it changed, which was crazy because Liverpool had possession. They were creating yeah. chances. And then all of a sudden, Benzema gets the ball and there was a moment of panic. Yeah, they put it back in, in, the, in the net there. And I suppose some people are going to say Liverpool are fortunate. Whatever the rules are, the rules are. The goal didn't stand. But it was after that moment, just before half time, it, it completely turned things on its head. Because it was almost like a reminder to the Liverpool defence going, hey, Real Madrid, get back in there. 
because they're not really getting tested. But as soon as they get that chance, the, those legs were wobbly and they were shaky. Mm. And that's what happened. They had the yeah, they had that one chance, which was I mean, we're going to comment about the defending it was very poor, but they had that one chance. And as soon as they conceded that, we were just I, I mean, my head was just like. I don't think they're going to score this. And obviously, time after time after time, you just see Qatar. And I mean, we can talk about Madrid and this sort of um, ridiculous run that they went on. And yes, the story, they deserve it. 14th sort of Kings of Europe, 14th title. But Qatar on the day, it's almost like he had a huge pre- uh, point to prove. And he said so. He yeah. said, the English disrespect me. i got all these tweets. 100%. And I've come out just to remind people. And that's the difference. And I think when you're looking at a player like Salah, who's talking before a game, and you're looking like... <laughs> Courtois, who wasn't talking, and now he's doing the talking afterwards. On the field, My yeah. goodness. My goodness. I don't know. It's just the keeper on the day. And there's nothing you can do. And I, oh, there's all this noise, by the way, about Liverpool playing in all these finals, not scoring goals. Now there's a problem with Liverpool. I mean, I can think about the finals where Liverpool created clear chances, more than enough chances to score. They've just been unlucky. There's, there's nothing more to say to that. I don't know if no. anyone else wants to add on that or they think there's some no, sort of... I, th- I, th- I, think, I think, Claudia, you know... You know how football is. You know, what I mean, when things are going very well for a side, right? We obviously gonna heap praise on the side, right? But when things go wrong, we're like, "Hey, man, actually, let's think about it, guys. These guys won on penalties against Chelsea twice, FA Cup and Carabao Cup, and in this game they didn't score. So that's what happens is is because they've lost. We think about these things. If Liverpool had won the game on penalties, bruh, you best believe no one's gonna talk about the fact that Liverpool uh, didn't score any goals in, in in the finals. But it's just because they've lost. Now people are now yeah. starting to think about, oh man, actually these guys failed to score. What was wrong? What what what? Is... And you guys did create chances. You know, I think the yeah. the, the the that Carabao Cup one. I think both Chelsea and and Liverpool should have probably scored some goals in, in that in that game. You know, Chelsea were unlucky with some offsides, but which were borderline. Um, and yeah, this one, you know, you guys are gonna face a goalkeeper sometimes where who who on his day is is you know five star performance. You know, you can't do anything about that. You guys tried that that save that off off Mane's shot, like that was an amazing save. You know, he literally flicked it with the tips of his finger and he hit the post. You know that those are the yeah. small margins where literally mm-hmm. it just went the other way. It could have hit him. It could have hit him and gone uh, got into the goals as well. You know. Yeah, so I yeah. think, yeah, just those small margins. Yes, people are going to focus on the fact that you guys haven't scored in the finals, but you guys have had a great season as 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 a whole. And and I think obviously now it it comes to the part where now we talk about the end the season only with the domestic cups. You know what I mean? And and it and it and and this is you know the part where now we're going to be asking questions about you know how much of a success was the season because mm. in all honesty, Liverpool would trade the 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 two domestic cups for one of the other trophies that they didn't win, for instance. Rather, win a Champions League over two domestic cups or win a Premier League over two domestic cups. Do, 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 do you agree with that? I, me, personally, I, I suppose I've always got a soft spot for the Champions League. That's the one I love. That's the one because I've, I've been there a couple of times and uh, there's no one can always... like You can win the league domestically, but it's, it's the European Championship. You're the best in the world, technically, if you win that one, according to the, the competition. So that's the one I like. But I do think, look, Klopp never won the FA Cup. But it was nice for him to take it seriously and go after it. He normally just puts in the, the reserves. So, I mean, for him to achieve that and for him to give players like uh, like Mane the opportunity to win everything for Liverpool, I suppose it's a sort of double-edged sword in this case. But I suppose he's done that now. So it's, it's, it's something to tick off the list and we can come again. We can go back. And I mean, it's ridiculous when you're looking at the season. 63 games. They broke the record in scoring 147 goals. Um, it's it's just it's so sad that it's it's so close but not there. 
I mean, if they get those sort of the other games, the Premier League goes their way, the Champions League goes their way, this side becomes the greatest ever Liverpool side. And now suddenly it's just two domestic cups and the conversation's like, ah. But I will say that Jurgen Klopp is an incredible manager, an incredible man. And this is why he gets the success that he gets because straight after the game, you can see the players are, I mean, I, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't stick around to see all of the players, but I saw one or two images because I just got into my car and I drove home. Just like all the players, all the fans at Nick's pub there were at the XP Arena. Um, but I will say what Jurgen Klopp said immediately in the press conference afterwards was saying, we will be back. We're going to be back next year. Not even back. We will be back next year. And the next day he had organized a parade. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm bummed and I go on and I'm looking at the parade and I'm going, wait a minute, this guy, this guy's really great because it's, it's a reminder that this is football and we do have a good squad and he's prepared mm. to go for it again. It's, it's, we've won what we've won and we move forward again. So I suppose it's going to be there. And I suppose the fact that it's missing there's going to be some real hunger for the next season. But, yeah, mm. I don't know in terms of what you guys think yeah, in terms of the for Liverpool. Yeah, think? I, think, I think if you look at it, you know, it's a very tough one and it just shows you, like Claudio was saying, how fine the margins are because it could have been a situation where Liverpool are sort of crowned the best team ever to, to, to have existed. But if you, if you had to compare their season now with Man City and you actually look at the end result – you know, no one's going to ask about how many games Liverpool played or how close Liverpool came. Man City, on paper, probably had the better season, you would, you would say, winning the league. I, I, I think that's up so, for debate. But I've, I've got a question there then. So, like, in this instance, they've gone for everything, right? You could argue, had they not gone for everything, had he rested during the FA Cup or skipped out the, the League Cup, maybe focus primarily yeah. on, the, on the Champions League. He gets that, and all of a sudden this conversation's like, oh, it was a good yeah, season. But so, I mean, you can the... argue that. You can argue that. But at the end of the day, in 10 years' time, people are going to say that Man City won the league and, you know, Liverpool won two cups. You know, that's, that's, that's unfortunately what football's about. And I, I understand fully where you're coming from. I think Liverpool have had an incredible season. But I think, you know... Klopp is a very brave man and he'll put on a very brave face. But I know for a fact that he would, in my, and just from a coaching perspective, he would trade those two for, for one, of the, one of the other two. I can guarantee you. More That's just my opinion. More, more and, prestigious. And, 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 and we must have a healthy debate here, Claudio. That's just my opinion. You know, you feel the way you feel. But I just, think, I just think if you look back at the season in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, an incredible achievement. But they're going to look at the honours. And, you know, arguably you would say winning the league is probably a tougher feat um, than winning a cup competition simply because of the amount of games that you have to play. But you also have to look at it from, from the other side of the coin. No two, two teams have, have both cleared 90 points consistently like these two teams have. So, you know, did, did, did Pep actually, you know, do something great by, by fending off a challenger like Liverpool? Um, but, you know, if, 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 if Courtois doesn't have that game, you know, you might be talking about a completely different story. So, like I said, it's fine margins. But I do think Liverpool and Liverpool fans in general would have preferred one of the trophies over these 100%. Two. 100%. Look, yeah. No doubt I mean, about it. No one's disputing that. I think that's, that is what it is. Look, you don't always get what you want or what you, you expect you deserve. You get what you get. And I think from my side, yeah. when I'm looking at it, the case that it is, we got that. And that's still more than most. When we talk about the yeah. quadruple, unfortunately, the quadruple isn't four trophies. The quadruple for us is the inverse. We only lost four, four games the entire season. That's what we lost. 
Madrid lost four times throughout the course of the Champions League, and they are crown champions. Yeah, that's, that's that's how it works. It is crazy. So, it is crazy. It can, is, you, can, yeah. can you can you can you answer this question from Sam there, please? Um, obviously, he's asking: Do you expect Liverpool to replicate a similar success next season? I do not. I do not. I think just based on everything Nick's saying now, if we're going to weigh it up, and if he, Jurgen Klopp's looking at it from my manager cap perspective, I'm going to say, well, if I've got the squad here, let me push hard for the league, or let me push hard for one of them instead of trying to go for all of them. So I think that will be the focus. Um, I think he will give the uh, the other players. He's got a squad now where he'll let them focus and do what they did pretty much from the League Cup and FA Cup. If they get it, they get it, but the focus won't be that. And I think, um, yeah, book the hotel, damn straight. And I love Istanbul, by the way, gentlemen. Finals in Istanbul, Turkey, beautiful place. I'm going. Uh, also I was better, close to going be- to Paris. Super also, happy I didn't also, go there. Also, also better on the pocket for, for, for a South African as well, going, going to Istanbul than Paris. So at least uh, I, think, I think maybe... Uh, maybe, maybe Claudia can maybe book or something, something down there. Uh, but yeah, um, and then Warren is just touching on the listen, the Cello, Man United aren't going to be there, man. So you're just going to go there to represent Goal Lounge. Don't get excited. Yeah, Warren t- highlighting the fact or Arsenal for that fact, Wonga. Or you, or you for that matter. Maybe, maybe, maybe Matt, maybe Matt will surprise us and go and go all the way like, like, like he did in Madrid. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Jason also for being in the comments there. Um, Aman as well there, uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, and then yeah, Sam's uh, likes the honest reply, Claudio, uh, which which is always good, I think, obviously. <laughs> but guys, um, just just to wrap up this whole conversation about the Champions League final and what's kind of subsequently happened after the final and the fact that you know the news came out that Sadio Mane is to leave. Um, Wonga, I just want to get your thoughts. Your thoughts on this in terms of, you know, money leaving, do you think it's, it's, it's the right time for him to leave? Yeah, look, I think he then he's sitting there saying, does he finish off his contract here with the, with, um, with, um, does he finish off his career here with the team that he loves or is there still more stuff that he would like to pursue? And I mean, if you look at, if you're looking at his age, you're looking at, um, I mean, he's probably at the peak of his career. Um, he's already won everything that you can with Liverpool, uh, then now, you know, try out, let's go try out something new while he's at his peak, you know. I mean, that's what most of these guys are doing. And, it, and it's, for me, it's nice. It is, you know, it is nice to see, you know, uh, teams like Liverpool, you know, um, pushing other teams. I mean, it's, that's the only way other teams get better. Is um, uh, you, you look at the, you're, you're only as good as your opponent, you know. And Liverpool is a strong team. Um, they've been, pu- they pushed Man City all the way. And, and you, you know, you get a, a nice finish to the season. Um, it is kind of sad, you know, to see, you know, that maybe he's not going to be in the, the Premier League next year. Probably won't be because he's, he's already touched that. Um, but for him, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, he's pushing, he's, he's pushing himself, you know, and, you know, I, I would say, uh, I think, you know, he can fit in definitely well, um, with any team that he goes to overseas. And I, and I, and I wish him the best, but I think definitely right. If in terms of time, I think it's the right time to leave. I think it's an absolutely pathetic decision by him. He's playing at one of the best teams in the world and he's going to go to a league where it's guaranteed that you win the title. Yeah, but come on, man. Come on. If it is about money, then great. Good luck to him. But he's, 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 part of, he's part of probably the strongest front three in world football. And he's going to trade going to Bayern to go play in a farmer's league. You know, obviously, that's, that's a very loose loose term. But... Essentially, going to a fucking far- sorry, excuse my language, a farmers' league where 
you know, he can play against the best players in the world in the Premier League and challenge himself. I don't know. Give him yeah, thousand, what, what, what give is him he going to go to? Give him £3,000 a week. Newcastle can make you. Yeah, I'll give him that. I'll go. But he's just wondering. That's got something to do with it. I think that contract sort of conversation definitely, I mean, Settle's already, you know, going ching, ching, ching here. And I think it's definitely. It's £100,000, guys. This guy should be. But this is the interesting thing. Yes, yes, that also. And all the chat. I'm not. Be, I'm, I'm hating on Liverpool. Liverpool's got a waste structure, which is amazing and, and it's great and all. I'm just thinking about the footballer who's from Senegal, who's yeah. thinking about his, his future here. Well, what, nah. look, you're right. You're both right. For I mean, Nick's right. I would love him to stay. Like I've said a couple of weeks ago, my name's my, he's my man, man. He's the guy I love seeing in a Liverpool shirt. And I, I remember seeing him play for Southampton, scoring a goal against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge that I got to watch. And from that day, then Liverpool signing for the 30 million. And he was the start of the, the Klopp sort of era. And look, before all these other guys came, Liverpool weren't winning games when Salah, uh, um, Mane wasn't playing. That's, that's the thing. And he's gone through this and he goes about his, his business quietly. And he always says he sacrifices a lot. And I think it dawned on him through the, all the conversation about Salah and all the effort they're putting in on Salah's contract. I think... After a while, I think that does kind of weigh on you, especially when you know what you've done. Just knocked the man out of the AFCON, going to the World Cup, doing all the things that you've done. And, he, and I thought it was quite weird. I think someone asked me last week or a week before, a couple of weeks earlier, saying, what do you think is going to happen here? And I said, look, the one thing I'm worried about is losing one of them. But the thing is, money wasn't saying anything. And that's always one of two things. It's either because you know this is uh, done and dusted, something's happened behind the doors, it's sorted, or it's because the man's trying to apply, uh, quietly sneak out of the door. And I think... Mm. I think to your point there, I think he is, I mean, Liverpool fans appreciate him, but I suppose when you're looking 30 years old, pushing 31, he's got a couple of years left, he needs to try and maximize what he can maximize. To your next point, uh, he should be staying. But I mean, he's been in the Premier League longer than most, if you've if you got to look at it like that. He's uh, Southampton. I, I want to I bring a question that Scooby, um, oh, shout out to Scooby. Uh, Scooby's a Real Madrid fan, so I know he's very happy. But, you know, he said Vamos from Madrid. But just a question he just raised here. He's saying, how do you justify Ox getting more than Sadio money? So I get rid of Ox. Get rid of Ox and give Sadio his money. Simple. It makes sense. The man that scores. Does he's sense. In the, that does make sense. I would do that. Done. He's Ox, leaving Ox, already. Ox yes, ha- played how many games this season? It, it doesn't matter. The man was going. Ten. No, but what I'm saying to you, it doesn't make sense to me business-wise. Give him what he wants. Give him a two and a half year, three year deal, whatever it needs to be, and and you got you guarantee goals with the guy. He's still fit. He's still strong. I think a player like Mane, right, should have because obviously what it's been six years at Liverpool, right? I think Claudio, you correct me if I'm wrong. It's six yeah, years, yeah. right? Yeah, so six years. A player, a, a player like Mane, you do like you obviously get him on the contract that you got him on from Southampton. And then after four years, right, when you see there's still two years, you renegotiate his contract, right, and add another two years to the two years that are left. Then that would take him to kind of like 33, but give him more wages to kind of keep him still happy, you know what I mean? Also to kind of retain the value, you know what I mean? Um, where maybe like... So the finance now, guy, ladies and gentlemen, he knows what he's talking about. Where, where, where about now, uh, he's got one more year left in his contract. Obviously, then it's like you might lose him for a free, but also I think that Liverpool won't stand in his way. Liverpool will say, no, cool, let's get the money for, uh, for, 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 for him. And let's try and reinvest elsewhere uh, within the squad. You know, obviously, you guys have got an Ajata and a, and a, and a, and a Diaz um, over the last over the last um, eighteen months or so. 
and you can maybe just try and get another, maybe an, another, maybe a focal point, a number nine or something along those lines. So, but the, the Diaz thing, I, though, the Diaz thing's an interesting one because obviously they're saying Tottenham were going in after him, but there must have been something that happened in Jan or the conversation knowing that this was on the horizon that they already brought Diaz in to prepare for this move. I, I, that's just something, something I'm no, seeing but, from but, us. But for but, me, but, but, even with Diaz, guys, Liverpool are, are weaker losing money. They need to, they need to replace him. Their, I mean, he's been their and, best and, player since Fcon. Best player. And for me, for me, the only player you can replace him with, and they're not going to change their model, is Lewandowski. There's no one else unless he hits the ground running. But I Nick, don't see them. I was going to say that. I was literally. I was speaking yeah. to someone saying on the weekend that one of the guys that was watching with us. Um, and he literally said, why not look at Lewandowski? And this was before any talk about money. And you know, when we're talking about not scoring in finals, that's one thing Liverpool haven't had over the last couple of years or player like that under Jurgen Klopp is a out, sort of Lewandowski. Out, out striker, and out's not, yeah. Like a Benzema, for example. Oh, do you think like a Lewandowski comes to Liverpool, that's a game changer? We what take the wage. Oh, for me, you, you, you challenge for the league. You, you challenge, you, you go a lot closer... I mean, if you can't even go closer than that to winning the league and the Champions League, 100%. And, you know, I would change the model simply because you'll get instant success within the next two, two three years um, and, and sustained success for that period. Um, you know, he's a goal scorer. Even at his age, he'll, he'll, he'll bang in the goals. He'll bang in the goals. So, you know, they would probably have to change their model slightly um, to, to accommodate a player like him. However, but they I just that. think I think business business wise, I don't know. I I fear for Liverpool losing a player of his quality. They did sustain the pressure on Man City and in the well, obviously the Champions League was afterwards, but without Mane and Salah, and and he came up with a plan B. If that was to be for a significant period, I don't know if they would be able to because Mane is close to irreplaceable just with what he's done in the last six years yeah. for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, so I would be sad for him to leave for the, the Premier League, um, like just from a neutral perspective. I can't even, can't even begin to believe what, 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 what Liverpool fans would start to, start to think if, if he's definitely out the door. But if I'm Klopp, I'm going to the management and saying, listen, guys, let's keep this guy for another two, three years. Give him what he wants. He's going to deliver. That's true. That's true. He's, he's a, and he's a fit person. He's a fit footballer. You know what I mean? He's a, he looks yeah. after himself. I think obviously the performances that he's given post FCON, you know, I think has have been have been obviously amazing. You know, he's, I feel he's been the Liverpool's best player in the second half of the season. Uh, Wonga, um, just just to wrap sure. up on your side, um, you know, do you think obviously Nick is saying it will be a tremendous loss? Well, what do you think on 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 uh, on this matter? No, no, Nick, I agree with Nick and I agree with, uh, yeah, with everyone he's saying in terms of um, his loss to Liverpool, but uh, not, not even but. Um, I think as well that um, you, I, I just, I I would, it, it's, it's also pretty, you, he won't be going for a free. And I mean, if, if he was going for a free, I think definitely, you know, he'd get a team like Barcelona um, trying to go in for him. Um, I'm surprised I don't see... Um, Madrid going for him as well, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to to Spain as well, not to Spain to to um, to Bayern. I thought not not the greatest move for him, but I would have, I would have definitely preferred him to be um, in a team like Barca or Madrid. That's where I would have preferred him to be if he had left if he leaves at Liverpool. Uh, but yeah, the, the, it's his choice. He's got uh, people he needs to feed. So yeah, good luck to him. 
Mm, so no, we'll see. No, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, guys, I think yeah, uh, we've we've said enough on Liverpool. I think obviously, um, Claudio's probably like, yeah, guys, I understand my team lost and everything, and I'm losing my favorite, one of my favorite players. Let's just you know talk about something else. Um, <laughs> you know, we 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 did have a. Um, you know, a championship playoff final uh, between Huddersfield and Nottingham Forest on, on Sunday. Um, Forest won 1-0. So Forest will be back in the Premier League after 23 years of being out of the Premier League. Last time they were in the Premier League was 1999. Um, and Wonga will not like this, but we have another team in the Premier League that's won the European Cup slash Champions League that. Uh, that's back in the Premier League and Arsenal haven't. You know what I mean? So we've got another Champions League uh, winning side back in the, in, the, in the Premier League and, you know, one more than, that's one more, that's one more than Arsenal. Um, but uh, Nick, let me touch on you, man. Uh, I think I'm going to touch on you because, um, you know, I, I'm not saying Forest is like Newcastle, right? But I'm saying that Forest is like Newcastle in terms of the fact that it's a it's a it's a it's a historic club. It has won a couple of trophies, obviously in the in the in, in the English in the in the in the English um, you know uh, top division and also one in Europe as well. So, what do you think it does for the league having a, a Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League? Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing. I actually remember that that season vividly when they were getting relegated. I think they've been relegated on one of the lowest points total um, in 1999 in Premier League history. I think barring Derby County with 10 points. Um, and I think in terms of the history, you know, I, I, not many people will know this, but they, they got promoted in 1977. Um, I might be off by one or two years. Yeah. They won the league in 78, uh, qualified for the Champions League um, in 79, won the Champions League in 79 and won the Champions League in, in uh, 1980. Yeah. So that uh, that will never, ever happen again. So that sort of story um, will always live within, within uh, you know, English football and, and an amazing uh, feat that, that Nottingham Forest did. So I think it's good for the league to have, you know, proper, um, you know, teams with, with a bit of culture, you know, that, that have produced produced things over the years. Um, but it's always going to be a, a difficult task to stay in the league, especially for for Nottingham Forest. You know the 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 gap between the top and the the, the, the top teams and, and and the rest is is quite significant. So I think their 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 job now is to 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 devise a plan to stay in the league and um, try and sustain that. You know, learn from your Brentfords, learn from your the likes of your. Um, you know, your Burnleys, if you want to look at it, uh, you know, they stayed in the league for so long, um, long yeah. and, and, and build it build it from there, you know. Um, it will be disappointed if you see a team with so much history go up and then just go straight down after after trying yeah. so hard to get back into the league. So, yeah. um, it will be interesting. Um, and, yeah, let's good luck to them. Um, you know, I saw a couple of the players, they said they were going to do a full Jack Grealish in terms of their celebrations. So, let them enjoy it now. And um, I'm sure the hard work I'm sure the hard work will will, will will commence at the at the end of June. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Claudio, what, what do you think of, of Forrest being back back in the, in the league? You know, I think uh, it is a historic club, you know, and obviously they've got a good fan base as well. Yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, you've touched on the fact that they have the European sort of final. Uh, winning sort of they they got the star to their name i love that i love that we've got all these sort of historic clubs back in the premier league you got your leeds you got your villas you got now nottingham forest i'm loving that what i don't like seeing is your freaking yo-yo norwich coming up that i don't enjoy they must stay down for a while they must come up um 
yeah, them and Burnley, they can take their time. So let's keep these these teams and these these clubs or of pedigree in the Premier League. I, I do enjoy that. And also when Liverpool uh, played them this season, I was quite impressed with the the atmosphere and quite impressed with the fans. And I, I was I think I still tweeted or said something along the lines with these these guys need to be up in the Premier League and now they're there. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. They're going to add something new and they're going to be another Brentford. Let's see what, um, let's see firstly if Brentford are going to be able to stay up. But yeah, looking forward to this. I think what was quite interesting with this whole uh, Forest promotion is when Steve Cooper took over, um, I think it was at the end of September, they were second last, if I'm not mistaken, um, if not bottom. Yeah, he took over from Chris Hewton. And yeah, got them into into a position where they were challenging on the final day to 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 take uh, you know uh, automatic promotion. Um, they had to go the long route, and uh, they finally did it. So, good luck to them. Yo, uh, Nick, do you see this one? Celo, look at Pum's comment there. Huh? I'm for mess fixing and drug trafficking. Yeah, you gotta read that out though, Silo. What about the people just listening to no, us? Okay, so so you're saying there is a probe against their owner for match fixing and drug trafficking. Wow, that that's scandalous. That is definitely scandalous. I think it's something that we definitely need to look into. Uh, I didn't hear anything about that, but thanks for that, Booms. We'll definitely uh, look into it and then see what 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 is actually happening. Um, but yeah, that's 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 that. So guys, next season we'll have Fulham back in the Premier League. We'll have Bournemouth back in the Premier League, and we'll have. Um, uh, what's this? Uh, Nottingham Forest back in the league as well, guys. And also, just to make uh, Nick a bit angry, Sunderland are back in the championship. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> that's he's, fine. He's big... <laughs> that's fine. I can still, I can still, um, you know, tell them to mind the gap because there's still a significant gap between us and them. So it's been they, 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 they had four years in the, in League One. We had our fun. Um, let's see what they can do. Um, you know, they, they probably will mount a challenge in the next couple of years, uh, if yeah. not immediately. You know, a lot of teams do have that. Um, you know, a couple of teams have done that back-to-back uh, promotions. I think Leicester and Southampton did it. So, yeah, let's see. No, that's true. That's true. No, that, that's, that's proper. Um, and just to wrap, all, wrap up in terms of the Premier League, um, I just wanted to touch on this, I think, just because of, on, a, on a Man United perspective. Um, yes. You know, so Ralph Rangnick um, has left Man United, so he won't be uh, doing the consultancy role. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because um, it's 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 never, you know, you you hire someone with a with a with a future uh, a point uh, a future role that they're going to fulfill, you know, and then when you um, part ways with that with that person, and it kind of uh, raises some questions in terms of. Why has this um, happened? You know, so I think with with this, and I've I've been obviously um, looking into it, reading some tweets and reading some information about it. I think the direction that Dranjek wants to wanted to take Man United in terms of the transfer policy, I think it's not the direction that United wanted to do. You know, he feels that there should be eight or ten players coming in um, and similar amount going out. You know, he feels he probably, you know, there was a just like a, obviously a tongue in cheek uh, comment to say that. You know, he, he would probably sell um, uh, Marcus Rashford, for instance. You know, that's just the, you know, type of thing. He's got a certain type of player that he wants to bring in. You know, there's players that he's, he's suggested to, to, to the board. Um, he suggested that Man United sign a, um, a Zakaria from, from Bunche Dalbach, who ended up going to Juventus. He suggested that Man United sign a Kamara, who's now gone to Villa, um, because it's going to be quite a cheap buy. 
he's also suggested uh, he also suggested that Man United look into uh, Julian um, Alvarez, who's now gone to to, to Man City. Um, you know the the young the young um, Argentinian striker. So he suggested a couple of players to the board and saying, guys, you guys need to look at these players or this player, one, two, three players. You know what I mean? In terms of the model that he uses, you know, and all these players that he's suggesting are not expensive buys. You know, they they kind of like reasonable buys in terms of that, you know, and everything. And and I think he even tried to. Uh, set up a, a, a meeting between Alcarez's, uh, so Alvarez, Alvarez's um, agent and Man United, and Man United uh, didn't didn't take the meeting. So I think the, the the meeting of the minds was was wasn't was wasn't happening. Um, and I think uh, yeah, it leaves a lot of questions in terms of the strategy that we're going to obviously um, going um, you know follow into into the next into the into the transfer window. Uh, but just but just in terms of transfers, is there anything? Um, on your side, guys, that, that that's happening uh, from your club's perspective, um, you know, Nick, I don't know what what's what's happening in terms of a, a new. Concept. I think our biggest signing at the moment we got uh, Ainsworth from Brighton. Uh, he was he's sort of been the mastermind of re, rejuvenating and and reshaping the England national team at all levels, from women to youth to to obviously the men's senior team, um, and that sort of bared its fruits now recently, obviously with the England national youth teams winning the World Cup, England get into a Euro final, um, World Cup semi-final, um, and then he obviously has done a fantastic job at, at Brighton. So I think he's a, he's a massive coup uh, to be our sporting director and sort of direct you know, our ship and, and in which sort of direction we go. So that's exciting. I think it's going to be a busy summer for us. I think we'll sign about five or six players, a um, couple of outgoings as well. And let's see, maybe a top seven's on the horizon for us. Mm, no, definitely. Let's see what happens. Uh, Wonga, any, 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 any little news that you can probably throw our way? Nah, I think um, for now, again, Arsenal, just like the matches they're chasing. And then... Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I hear they're chasing Tillemans uh, from uh, the one who just uh, stopped at Leicester. I think and, be great. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, definitely. He had skill there, yeah, and he could be a starts, real leader there for that side. He mm. starts. And then um, uh, who else is there? Uh, it's a, ah, Saliba. He says um, they say I know Leon. Um, Leon. Um, it's uh, Marcel. They trying to um, are trying to to sign him. They what they want him, but um, but Arteta is saying that he actually wants to leave it back. Um, he believes that he, he still believes that it was the right decision to to take him away and then bring him back to the squad. I think yeah, definitely will be a good addition. Um, he starts. We've got um, Tomiyasu on the right, Gabriel in the middle. Um, but if that, let's just say we're unable to sign um, Saliba and they they um, they end up keeping him, I would say then they they should move uh, Tomiyasu to the center to the center back. He's a, he's proven that he's good at defending, <laughs> and I think yeah. uh, that that would solid, uh, solidify it. The other two, Ben White and 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 um, yeah. and Holding, must. Uh, Gabriel and Holding must fight for the position, and then they can buy a right, a, a decent right back as well. Um, I think that's what Arsenal sh- um, should do with that, and I think in Kete okay. as well. I haven't seen if he's uh, finished. I haven't seen if he signed that. And then the fans, I think the fans want Nabri back. That's what the fans want. Um, I've not seen. 
Yeah, Gnabry, they've they've been yeah, going but when wild. When you go back to Arsenal, surely like if yeah. he's available, well, but if he's, a, listen, he if he's to... available, but if he's available, would he not rather go? Yeah, would he not rather go listen, to a City or a Liverpool or, or a Madrid or a Madrid? Or a Madrid even, I've, I've I've even heard of some rumors of of Madrid. Newcastle, that would be a better team. You better team to Look, to, to go to be a Madrid than then go back to Arsenal. The downgrade, but but he's uh yeah. I mean the the only thing the fans are hoping on is because he's 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 like he's an Arsenal fan. I mean that's where he, that's okay. he, he spends a lot of his time there, and that's what they're hoping on. He's it's 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 well known that he's he's an Arsenal fan. He loves Arsenal. He says he still watches the games. Um, and I think the, that's what um, you know the fans exactly. are pushing I for. Feel so like you never know. Look look look. You know. This Just is what you said. All the what you fans, said. You're not listening. These are the same, no. people, no are the same people that said they were going to finish no. third and above. No. You said. These are the same you said. No, you, you remember when Martin Udegaard came? You, when Martin Udegaard came, I told you that you'd probably come back and sign. What do people say? Ah, clutching your straws. You'd never come here. You'd never come. What? Now he is signed, playing for a our team. Young we can man, out. Udegaard hey, is a young man who needs game hey, time. He's going to get game thing. time now. Wonga Shaka, Wonga Shaka. Downgrade to Europa. How many people have done this? Ronaldo can go to any team he wants. He's still staying in Man United in Europa. Come on, guys. There's no section for Wonga Rents today, man, unfortunately. Ronaldo has won everything he can in world football, so that argument doesn't. He just needs to win the Europa League and then he adds it to the... These are Arsenal fans. Their logic is coming from all places. It's like a little wormhole. Okay. They'll find something there, bring it in there, take it there, chuck it. <laughs> Guys, I've got, a, I've got a question quickly. I've got quick... So, obviously, the money chat, I see this morning Dembele coming to a Liverpool possibly or whatever. They're looking at him at free. There are a couple of players end of the season are on free. So, you've got Suarez, you've got Bale, you've got Dybala, you've got Dembele, you've got Isco. Those are a couple just within Europe. I mean, out of those five, who would be a good signing for your club? Who would you take? I would, I would take, take Suarez in a heartbeat. Eh? I would take Dembele. He's well, always injured. I'll take Dembele. No, the, way, the way he's been playing since January. Yeah, okay, no, no I'll take Dembele. Okay, guys. No, let me just say the way he's been playing since January. The way he's been playing since he got made. The man has, has, been, has, has been a... Oh, for a, real? Man. He yeah. Got made, he got made in December, yeah. So since he got made in December... He's not playing FIFA, being late for uh, training anymore. Man, man has been on fire. I think he's got the most assists in La Liga since, since December. Um, yeah, he's 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 been tearing it apart. Um, and yeah, Barcelona fans are actually, you know, when he actually gets on the ball, the new camp actually makes a noise. You yeah. know, they 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 used to boo him a bit because of what was going on, and then his performances turned the way they see him. You know, they would kind of obviously cheer for him and stuff. And I, and I was, he's hugely and I was, talented. Uh, for me, like hmm. he's a fantastic player. I just think he had a terrible attitude, and that's where my only concern would be. I mean, Nick's already touched on the fact that he's got injury issues. But I mean, that's where the professional, uh, professionalism side comes in. If he's going to be serious, he's going to be conditioned. He won't get issue, uh, injured. And if I'm looking at him coming to Liverpool, hypothetically, look at what Liverpool did with their squad this season in terms of injuries, and they got a good fitness team. And we know Klopp really loves the guy. So uh, if there's any manager that can turn a player, it could be him. But I don't know. It's still a bit of a gamble when you're replacing a money with him. No, no. What do you it think? Is a it is a gamble. But on a free transfer, and maybe, I don't know, Similar wages to what Mane was getting, plus fifty thousand pounds a week, maybe like one fifty thousand, two hundred thousand pounds a week. I think maybe maybe a, a worthy a worthy gamble, a worthy gamble. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. Um, there'll, there'll definitely be more stories about 
what's going on in the transfer market. Um, oh. just, just to bring it closer to home, guys, um, on Monday, um, Alakli went into a fortress um, in Casablanca where it was unfair, guys. I don't know if you guys saw the atmosphere in, in, in Morocco, how crazy that, that atmosphere was. Like it was just it was just red. It was a sea of red, yep. and Alakli literally just um, had no chance playing against a, a team that was so determined uh, playing at home. Um, yeah, and then uh, we that ended up winning two 0 uh, winning their third CAF Champions League. Uh, I don't know, Wanga, did you watch the game? What did you what did you make of the game? Look, um, I saw the highlights. Um, I didn't watch the game, but here are the goals uh, from who was that? Is it Al Mut? Mutaraj, I can't remember the, the first goal. The first goal. Yeah, yeah, but even before that, when they hit the post, that was a yeah. rocket. Then the goal itself, oh my goodness me. I mean, it, it's literally down straight to the... Well, it did curve, but I mean, it came straight to the keeper, but it was just too much pace. It was too hot. Too hot. And he put it in the back of the net. And yeah, um, I think, I mean, despite, I mean, that that crowd that um, that Allah had to go to, I think, um, I, th- I think it's... Uh, I think... Uh, I think um, uh, Pito's team has done uh, has done enough to actually even win the game. You know, they they put in they put in a couple of chances themselves, but uh, yeah, yeah, they just on the day. I just think yo, I think uh, <laughs> White Dad were more determined. To be honest with you, they they were everywhere. They were everywhere. They were on them in the defending, in the attacking, and, and I think the goals themselves actually showed that yo, it was it was hectic. So well done now to I them. Imagine, now I can imagine. Uh, see, P- just, Pito had yeah. a few uh, sour grapes there at the end, saying that the Caf- Champions League uh, was organised very well for for White. Like. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like him. That sounds that like him. Like sounds like him. <laughs> you know, man, you'll never you'll never go uh, quite to the sunset, man. You always yeah. have something to say, man. I, but yeah. I think guys, they've won two Champions Leagues in a row, and then this would have been the third third one in a row. But I just want to ask, guys. Um, uh, there's a there's a journalist I follow, um, a South African journalist. He said that we shouldn't have European solutions for African football. You know, so mm-hmm. what he meant by that is the fact that uh, the two-legged th- uh, tie thing um, stopped in about 2017, I think it was, and they moved to a one-leg uh, final. So he feels that actually we should move back to a two-leg final uh, for 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 CAF Champions League because it's it's better suited to CAF Champions League. Um, what do you guys make of that uh, that assertion, Claudio? What does that mean? Yeah. No, no I mean think... two, like going back to two legs instead of one leg. Yeah, I think I think the 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 statement is the correct one. I definitely think that. I think they must stop trying to say because Europe does this, we need to do this. The different problems that need to be solved here. So how can you apply the same method? So I do think there's logic to that. Um, and also, especially when you you highlight the fact, Wonga, you've already touched on, you know, it was a sea of red. They were going for it. We know how important away fixtures are, home fixtures are rather here in Africa are. So it does make sense, unless it's really neutral, but it's never going to be neutral. So there's no hiding behind that. You know, there's always going to be someone who's going to pay something, who's going to manage to make it all of a sudden you host it at home like, like they did over the weekend. So I do think home in a way makes it fair because in that case, you know, there's no hiding behind that. No, yeah. definitely, definitely. No, that, that's true. And, and 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 a point here from from from, from Pooms, who makes the final on a Monday? Yeah, Pooms, I only realized on the day that the final was that day. I was still thinking that it's going to come on this coming Saturday, but you know, that's that's African football for you. Uh, but apparently, 
um, the FIFA president needs to be at all continental finals, apparently. So, so he had to be at the Champions League on Saturday. Uh, then, so, then... so they just moved it <laughs> because the Champions League was the same weekend. So, uh, no, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so, so the Cap Champions League was actually penciled in for Sunday, um, yes. and it was moved a day later. So it was supposed to be UEFA Saturday, Cap Sunday, which would have made sense. And I'm yes. from flying from France to Morocco is not far. You would definitely no, imagine the guy was like, No, I needed a break on Sunday. I'm probably, exactly. I need, so, you know what it was? The guy crazy. needed to deal with the incident that happened at the final there. And now he's like, oh, Okay, no, no, I need, I need 24 hours for my PAs to write up a statement anyway. And then I can yeah, have a nice mad- bath with a glass of champagne in Paris. Imagine yeah, that, man. Madness. That's ridiculous. Madness, it's madness, madness. But, but I think <laughs> Scooby's commented. Yeah, you're thinking as a Pirates fan um, and not as, a, not as a football fan. I think Peter needs to go into Europe. Um, so, but do, do, you guys, do, do you guys think that, P, that Peter, Peter, it's Peter's time to go to Europe, for instance? You know, there have been some rumors uh, linking, linking him with the French, uh, French League um, and possibly moving there. Do you think it's time for him to move on and do you think he would do well in a, in a, French, in a French League? <laughs> I think he could potentially go. I, I, I think, I think the French league might be a step too far right now. Um, I could potentially see him going into like a Greece or a Turkey, um, and and building his way up there. I mean, the support bases there are very very similar to. Yeah, he probably was. You went to the Monaco. <laughs> you, went to, you went to the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think um, there's definitely an opportunity there because if you can get one of those. You know the fan bases in those two countries, in Greece and and, um, in and Turkey, is in, incredible. Um, and and you know he's handled the fan base like Al Ahly for 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 a significant yeah. period already. So I could see him potentially going there. You more know, Turkey league, than Greece. I think Turkey yeah, would be more good, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think league 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 one. I think I don't know. I'm not too sure if you would take that gamble. Um, you know, maybe he would take the gamble. You know, if he was given the opportunity. But you know, France, France football in general this season. I don't know if you guys have followed. Have had a lot of problems um, off right. the field specifically. Right. Did you see um, what happened? It's it's it, it, it's an Etienne yeah. match. Yeah, you know, um, it's a. They've got a lot of problems themselves. Um, you know, uh, those smaller nations. You know, France. You know, barring France, have a lot of issues themselves. So I don't know. I think I, I don't know if I don't know if those teams would take a gamble on. Is it a gamble? I don't know. Um, on on a pizza musumane, but I think that would definitely be his next step. I don't see him coming home to South Africa. I think you can also see the disorganisation within our our football. Probably eighty percent, eighty percent of our clubs. You know, two of our biggest, uh, two of the three biggest clubs in in South African football did, uh, finished outside of the top four. You know, that's mm. none of them are going to be in Africa next year. So yeah. it just sort of proves to you that that we are quite far behind. Mm. Claudio, what, 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 do you, what do you think? I think Peter would take the United job if he was offered it. I, d- I don't think the man is shy of opportunity and he would, he would never say no. But I do think, I like what Nick touched on, the, the sort of Turkish league. I think moving from a club like Al-Ali to, say, Venerbahce, where the, the Turks and the Egyptians, they've they got like a same, the same sort of passion for, for the teams. I think that would be a nice fit for him. And then, obviously, if he gets success there, then you're really making waves because people start looking. I think when we're looking at a lot of the young Portuguese coaches, they tend to go out there and they try and get success and then they come back, um, largely because of the Mourinho Association and Portuguese sort of football knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think that would be the worst move for him. So yeah, I think, Nick, you hit the nail on the head there, sir. 
Pums, Pums, Pums is saying uh, Scotland or Belgium. Um, that, that that could be a decent shout. I think a Belgium league also could be a decent shout. Maybe a team in the top three or four. Anderlecht is probably going to be looking for a new manager uh, with the rumors of Vincent Kampen yeah. going to the, Burnley. So I think the problem, weather's too cold for Pizzo there, man. The problem, the problem in Scotland, though, is if you're not within, within the top two, you're not going to achieve success. Um, yeah. And I don't see Van Bramkost or... or um, Those, what's his the name? The Aussie, um, the, Aussie, the, Aussie, the Aussie coach, the Aussie coach uh, himself, yeah. Pa- Costa, he's got a, Pas- he's, got a Euro- he's got a European surname. He's got a Greek surname, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't see them leaving anytime soon, but you know, football can change very quickly. Football can yeah, change. No, very definitely, quickly, so. no, definitely, no, definitely, no, definitely. Um, just just before we do wrap up, guys, something that I that I probably added uh, onto the show uh, while we're on the show. Uh, there is a little match happening tomorrow, guys, called the uh, final fin- finalissima. Uh, between between Argentina and Italy, which is the champions of um, the Copa America versus the champions of the of the uh, of the European Championships, they're playing a match tomorrow um, at Wembley Stadium. Uh, a beautiful trophy, uh, I might add. Um, that that's something that that strikes me. Uh, I just want oh, to get wow. a pre- predict predictions. Uh, you know, so if you guys aren't doing anything to watch, watch the game. Uh, yeah, it's it's that that season now where we don't know what to watch, guys. Um, so this, this might be something at least decent to watch, you know. See Messi on the field. Well, there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Nations League football. I think England. On the weekend. I know. I was listening now. They've got ten game, uh, four games in ten days uh, before yeah. the holidays. So for, for their holidays and their break. So there's an important World Cup qualifier with uh, Scotland playing Ukraine tomorrow. Ukraine, yeah. Um, and then the winner of that plays against Gareth Bale's Wales. So. Wales, yeah. That will be the final sort of slot going into the World Cup. So, yeah, I think we've got two weeks left of of, of some competitive football and then a little bit of a break. Do we really yeah. care about a team that didn't even qualify for the World Cup, Ewonga? Do we care about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, um, it's like, what do you it's think? like do, we care, do we care about a team who didn't qualify for the Champions League when they were in the Champions League spot for the last four or five weeks? <laughs> So, okay, so 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 apparently we don't care about this match, but I, but but since 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 Nick's got some Scottish blood in him, uh, prediction for 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 Scotland versus Ukraine. I think the whole world wants Ukraine to win and qualify yeah. for the World Cup, but unfortunately Scotland are going to have too much for them, and it's going to be a two-nil victory for Scotland. Claudio, your prediction? Yeah, I think Andy Robertson's going to lead the boys there with Scotty McTominay. The Scots are going to get it across the line. Yeah. Che Adams up front, big Che Adams. Uh, isn't also Mc, isn't McGinn as well? Yeah. McGinn's in the midfield. Billy Gilmore's in the midfield. In the mix, yeah, boy. In the midfield, yeah. yeah. They they got a decent side. They got a decent. The only side. one they lo- the, the only one they they missing is Tierney, uh, Tierney which is yeah. a bit of a loss, but uh, yeah. they'll be big okay. Loss. Be big okay. loss. Wonga. Wonga what, knows what that. Is, what what is going to happen here between Scotland and Ukraine? Uh, I agree. I agree with Nick. Could even be three no. Answer three. Hey. 3-0, guys. I think Ukraine, Ukraine are going to cause an upset, guys. Uh, it's going to be a 2-1 victory. Um, yeah, guys, these guys are playing with some other type of passion, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks you, thank you for another amazing show tonight. Um, just final thoughts? Wonga? Then Nick? Uh, what is my final thought? I, oh yeah, the, the man was going back to the Benzema um, incident, offside incident. Um, I just... I don't know. It's the, it's the first time I came across that rule, and I think I think it's it's it doesn't make sense to me. But but you it know does, that does. Wonga, you know that if 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 it was just because of the small margin where 
the second last defender was making him offside. If that second last defender was the other side, it was going to be a goal. Yes, no, 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 no. I understand that. I'm talking about the the the. It's it's him being offside. That he's only offside because it deflects. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, obviously, yes, it's past the line, and the fact that the that the, the uh, what's his name? They say that was it Fabinho. Whoever that last deflection came off, yeah, it went. It deflected off Benzema. It wasn't an intentional pass, and that's why he's offside. That doesn't make sense to me. Now, it's, it, it, in, in, if, if you look at it in a way, if you read it, it's assisting the team that actually makes the mistake. It's an assisting a mistake, and I, I can't understand. Yeah. And it, ha- it has to whatever. be intentional, Wonga. The yeah, pass but, has to be intentional. It has to be an intentional. Uh, action from the opposition team. You know, the pass the pass initially was made by a Real Madrid player and it deflected off someone. No, no, the Real Madrid player is, is, is shooting for goal. It hits two players now. It's yeah, two Liverpool yeah, players makes, and then goes he makes, so he makes a deliberate action. He makes yes. a deliberate action by taking the shot. But the yes. Liverpool players didn't make a deliberate action. If they made a deliberate action and Fabinho or whoever it is 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 trying to pass back to the goalkeeper and doesn't see Benzema there, then I think yeah. I think I think we need a we need a whole a whole show on 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 the rules of the game so we can unpack it properly because hey Nick is already bringing in some some interesting terms there obviously some actions and or non actions and yes. you know was he was he playing for the I ball? See, was he I see what Nick is saying but yeah, was, yeah I don't want to go over but yeah I see I see I hear you, I hear you. Uh, final hear, final thoughts final thoughts uh, uh, Nick yeah I think um, what was quite interesting Claudio that we spoke about Emma Hayes uh, last week last week um, Thursday on yeah the show, interesting and interesting interesting takes but we sort of predicted it, Claudio. Uh, Crawley Town inquired about her services. They decided not to go with her. Um, so what? there was a big, de- yeah, there was a big debate uh, today on Top oh. Sports. Simon Jordan. So people do listen to our show, then, Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, now. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people suggesting that if she's good enough, she should be given the chance. Simon Jordan categorically says it's completely two different levels and people are selected based on credentials. So that was quite interesting. Uh, that, that's that, a lot debate, that debate that's, will... That, that comment is masking what you mentioned but, in the show. But, but, but I... Yeah, but, but if uh, you look at it, Claudio, from my perspective, I, I tend to agree. She, he plays in, in, she plays in front of 4,000 fans. She's got uh, players on a fraction of a salary... Cool. That, so, that, so Nick, so let's not give you a potential job somewhere in a, in a step up because because of the same thing. Even though no. you, you know your theory, Claudio, Claudio, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's right, but is society ready for it? That was what yes. I said last week. Mm. Society is not ready for it, guys. I'm where do you, Lounge, where we're do you turn see, Lounge into a football see, club so Emma Hayes can I'm run not, our football club? I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> That's not saying, what I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it, but is any sport? As progressive as that right now, any sport in the world. Yeah, guys, I want, I want, you know, is the, there a cricket coach? Is, when, there a when, coach? is no, there a rugby coach? Is there a American guys, football coach? Listen, guys, oh, the NBA, in the NBA, San Antonio huh. Spurs had oh. Becky Hammond as a coach, right? So she was an assistant coach initially, right? And then something happened to the coach, and then she stepped in as the coach, right? So the NBA is one oh. league, I've seen it, but I think. Nick's suggestion, uh, Claudio, that um, she should form a part of a technical team was a step in the right direction. 
right? Yeah. I know, obviously, no. maybe the the the, the 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 step that we want is her to be actually given an opportunity, even if it's in the League Two, League One, Championship, Premier League, wherever she gets the opportunity. But I think the the first step that the clubs need to take, wherever they're taking it, right? I'm just saying in the Premier League, for instance, I'm just making the Premier League example, is to include someone who they feel is is good enough to get the credentials, right? Imagine, imagine this. Imagine, imagine Tuchel gets sacked and they hire Emma Hayes and she fails miserably. No, but imagine she fails miserably. Imagine the abuse she's going to get from the fans in the society of today's day and age. Imagine the abuse. That's well, all I'm saying. I, I, what I would like is if that is the case and she gets offered the opportunity, that it's hers to turn down. It is firstly hers that they get offered. And then if she's going to think like that, then it's hers to turn down. But I'm telling you now, someone like that would not turn that down despite the potential consequence of people turning on her. For me, I just think it's, a, it's an interesting one where you're taking – I'm looking at the individual. I'm looking at what she's achieved. And I'm looking at the fact that someone like this has a master's degree in psychology. So there's a certain level of understanding with knowing how to manage players. I would like to think how many people, especially within football, have a master's degree in anything? Firstly, mm. then secondly, you're going, this woman's done this. She's stuck with coaching. She's got these sort of expertise. If you've got that sort of mouse in order to solve problems, surely then you would be able to handle something like that. Obviously, experience yeah. versus theory is something different, but the experience is there. I just think the opportunity should be given at some stage. And to your point, I don't think you've, you've disputed any of this. I don't think anyone yeah. has. You've, you've touched on some interesting things. I just think it's, it's very it's – maybe maybe – American sports is the way for her to go. Maybe a potential head coach job in the MLS. That's, you know, if yeah, you're Apparently, apparently Tuchel really, really likes her. And I wouldn't be surprised if this debate sort of wrangles on for the next couple of months and you might find her on the bench. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Mm. No, I think, but I think, I think we, need, we need to definitely move in that direction. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's, 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 it's a move that, you know, when, 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 it's, it's something that obviously that that that's coming about where now obviously we're getting more we're getting officials in in, in the in the in the in the males game females um refing males games you know even Fcon had a had a female referee you know what i mean and and she did very well the the, the two games that, that that she refed you know so obviously they already headed in that direction and i think obviously now we're going to get into the coaching part which is obviously the next part because officiating has already been done now it's going to be the coaching part but yeah um i think we can obviously Talk about that and on and on and on. Um, Claudio, uh, final thoughts on your side before we do wrap up? I'm looking forward to Thursday's show. We're going to be looking back at our predictions for the season and we're going to see how close we all got. So, look okay. at that. Oh. Oh, perfect, 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 perfect. I um, just want to say thanks to everyone in the comment section. Firstly, I want to say thanks to Sam. Uh, I didn't forget your name. Uh, Pum, <laughs> Ubi, uh, Jason, Warren. Um, I also saw... Uh, someone from uh, what's this Twitch? Tiku uh, saying go on, go on you Spurs. So that's a, a, a Spurs fan there in the comment section. Um, and Aman as well did obviously make a bit of a feature, and then Louis as well to start. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. This show wouldn't be what it is without you guys. And yeah, remember oh, to like, know. subscribe, and share the channel. We're almost at a thousand subscribers now, guys. We had about 857 subscribers. Just keep on subscribing, share Wait, it with your friends. Silo, I just want, I want to show you. I had nearly had a heart attack earlier, and I want to show everyone why. I'm just going to share my screen quickly. Uh, let's just check this out. I settle, but you can keep saying the, the good things. You're doing a great job, sir. <laughs> Listen to this guy. You 
You you know messed up my channel thought. My channel thought. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want to show you this. I want to show you this. You mentioned you mentioned subscribers and followers and stuff. Check this out. Hold on. So I was just there was there was a glitch. And look at that. Look what it says there. I can't see. Oh, zoom in. Yes. Yeah, even on. if I squint and grow another eye, we'll be able to see that. Okay, now I can. Talk sports. There was some glitch. There was some glitch. I go to the channel. I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the? And I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? But I, like, I knew that. I was like, sheep. Where did that happen? I was like, who the heck did that? Anyway. It's but how did it merge with Alec? How is it a glitch with and talk sports is as big as it is? <laughs> So maybe if you uh, go on their page now, it says Go Lounge and it says 800 subscribers. They're busy panicking. They're probably panicking. Yeah. You should reach uh, out to them, Claudio, and just say, "Hey, listen, just punt us for a week there. Come on." <laughs> we, should, we should have we should have one of them on the show. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's no, happened, guys, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, no, he's controversial. Yeah, we should have him. <laughs> You'll get lots of views. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks a lot for a great show, guys. If you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Cheers, cheers, guys.